Bills Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. I am your host. Thank you for listening. Happy New Year. I am doing this podcast live in Florida uh, with my friend, comedian J.F. Harris, recently single. Tell us about his journey. Super fun stuff. Uh, talking about dating uh, after being out of the game for so long and being sober. Something we talk about every once in a while. Uh, this is a fun episode. If you haven't already, subscribe, like, share, tell your friends, um, check out our, our sponsors, check out my website, paulfcomedy.com uh, for my upcoming dates. I am doing shows in Florida, I'm scheduled to be in Chicago, Detroit, Las Vegas, Arizona, um, all over the place, uh, but everything's changing. We are in a new world in so many different ways. Anywho, um, Thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you haven't already, please, please, please give us a review. It really helps. Subscribe. Share this podcast. Email me at pfarvar at gmail.com. Enjoy. By now, you know that I'm a lawyer, right? Everyone does. And uh, I I don't really practice anymore, although I still have a license. Um, But when I need a lawyer, um, and I do often need a lawyer, I contact my friend, Scott Shapiro. Um, If you're injured uh, on the job or need compensation, you're entitled to payment for more than you know. A lot of times, companies will try to settle with you so you don't get a lawyer because they don't want you to know all the monies you're entitled to. Uh, Scott Shapiro has been uh, helping injured workers for over 20 years. In addition, his firm handles multiple other cases, including uh, personal injury cases and entertainment law issues. He has handled a lot of uh, my entertainment stuff as well as those of uh, guests on the show and listeners. So you need a lawyer. Sure, you can consult me. But uh, if you want a free consultation from the best, uh, don't take any chances. Contact my friend, Scott Shapiro. His number, 312-648-8800. Or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com. There are other Scott Shapiros. Make sure you call the right one, 312-648-8800 or scottshapirolegal.com. Tell him I sent you, and he will be very happy. It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. This is Paul Farvar, your host. We are doing this show live and in person in St. Pete Beach, Florida. No voice of reason because I'm on the road, but I have one of my favorite comedians and probably one of yours. Uh, he's a legend in my book. Comedian J.F. Harris. Nice face there. I like that. Yeah, it's, it's funny to be a legend in your book. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, you I did. Mean, James Corden, so that's impressive to me. Okay. I mean, that's a, that's a, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was shocked. Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but I was like excited. I know people get mad when I say this, but I get excited when people break up because I'm like, oh, cool, you can do the podcast <laughs> now. Because <laughs> there's like a wish list of people that I'm like, all right, th- we've had a fun talk. You did my other show on Instagram during the pandemic. I'm like, yeah. that was like one of my favorite stuck with Paul moments. So I'm like, screw it. This will be fucking awesome. Yeah. And so I'm excited that you're broken up. My pain is your pleasure. Was it your pain, though? It sounds like you, you're uh, pretty we, happy. We had a very... Uh, um, Amicable is that the right word? I know it's not how you pronounce it, but amicable. 
Amicable was right the first time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Assuming you're mean the word up. amicable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, separation. Okay. So, but you were living together, right? Yeah. Yeah. We were. Um, How long was this relationship? Six. Oh, just shy of six years. That's insane. Yeah. It was. You know, it's a lot. It's uh, another casualty of the pandemic. Uh, it, yes, but yeah, I wouldn't put it all on the Rona. Okay. I would it, say it was. Uh, it's it exasperated problems that were already there that needed to get sorted out. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I, to me, it's like look. If you guys, if someone breaks up during the pandemic, I was like, ah, uh, it was going to happen in three years anyway. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and it's better that it happened now before we like bought a house together or something. Which was the next step, huh? Yeah, we, you know, we were talking about you know long term stuff. She's, we were talking about like, all right, do we buy, you know, do we save up and try to buy something in Los Angeles? Do we buy like an Airbnb? Like a place that we have make some business on the side. Yeah, like a yeah. place that like we could go to on the weekends is like a vacation place, like a get out of town spot in the sure. woods. Cleveland, Ohio is Crestline, nice. Crestline, <laughs> uh, Crestline, California was our thinking. Okay, so you were out of the game for six years before. No, I was out of the game pretty much for, for ten years. Okay, and you were married before. I was married before that. Yeah, and, and so I was with my ex-wife all together for about four and a half years. Yeah. So you're like, this I is haven't been single technically in a decade when you, how much time in between your, uh, not your, long, like a month, you month, just jumped month, in two it. months. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Why, why are you afraid to be alone? JF? Uh, it's not that I'm afraid to be alone. Uh, I told my therapist I wanted to be single for a year. Yeah. And she gave me six months. She, she said, said I, she doesn't believe you'll go she, a year. She she was like, I give you six months. Okay, uh, and so <laughs> and you started dating someone already, sort of. No. Oh, okay. Let's not. Throw Fair it. enough. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, you're you're putting yourself out there. Oh already. yeah, I'm gonna yeah. put myself out out there for sure. I'm uh, yeah, interested. But it's it, how long has it been? Yeah, I'm. I, it's so weird. I don't. Doors opening at the yeah, bars. Yeah, yeah. We're at a bar right now. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, sorry. How long has it? How long has it been since you have officially been? We done? split up in September. Okay. Yeah. So it's been six months almost. Has it really? No. Five, four. Depending on when in September, we're in January. Oh, By my true. count, that's four months yeah. or so. So yeah, we. It was the beginning. Beginning of September. Okay. Mid early September. Um, yeah. Okay. So what is your um what do you what do you think what do you think now what is your, about what your therapist said 6 months you're uh, like ready I yeah I I yeah I I could I could be down to I'm da I'm dating that's a good Fair. way to put it Okay yeah. yeah that's what I mean So are you, did you use any of these applications the 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 dating applications no, that kids none speak of, it. of no Yeah just real world stuff Yeah okay just meeting a person in present in present tense yeah. so you're also sober too so that yeah. adds another level uh, well, it's a big level was your was your ex also sober my uh ex drank but she wasn't a drinker if gotcha. that makes sense it does yeah um, she was like the kind of person who would like i maybe saw her drunk like four or five times in the six years we were together oh wow maybe okay. a little bit that's more. very little drinking yeah okay she liked glasses having a glass of wine she would have a glass of wine or two yeah. but she very rarely would get and uh up. 
and you didn't you didn't relapse at all during the pandemic no that's impressive thanks i I mean a lot of people a lot of my friends did really yeah absolutely man i'm sorry to hear that yeah yeah i got eight years sober that's awesome dude and so honestly it made my sobriety better uh, yeah, I feel like just so everyone knows, we are doing this live from inside a <laughs> 1950s uh, <laughs> jukebox. Yes, every once in a while we we have to play a mill music for a melody. Yeah, it yeah. works. <laughs> yeah, why do you? So tell me what you mean by that. What do you? Uh, my sobriety got better. Yeah, uh, it allowed me more time to do sober stuff. Okay, uh, to go to like twelve step meetings, excellent and like stuff like that, and I wasn't touring as much. Sure. So. Which is a stressful situation sometimes. Yes and no, honestly. The first, the beginning of it, I loved it because I've been touring nonstop for, I've been doing comedy since I was 20. And this is like minus uh, a year I had off when I was working on like television production. Mm-hmm. I'm, th- I'm 37. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a long time of comedy. That's a long time of yeah, comedy. Man. And, I, you know, seven or eight months of not doing comedy felt really, really good. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I did other it's things. Like I wrote pause. scripts, yeah, I wrote movies, I did all that stuff. I wasn't like inactive, and I did a couple of Zoom shows. But there was a small part of me that's like, I don't know when I'm ever going to get to do this again. Yeah. And so I just enjoyed it. And also, when you're, there's not much going on, there's nothing to write right. about. Yeah. And if I don't have anything to write about. What are you doing? Yeah. What, are, what am I doing? That's the thing. Like you have like one of the, and I've talked about this with other people that you have like one of the greatest work ethics of writing because we did shows together. You know my therapist say this, and I don't believe it, uh, which dude, might be part of why I fuck that. I actually told uh, the comedian uh, who's here in Florida that I was like, you and I did a weekend of shows in mini Minnesota somewhere, St. Paul, St. Paul. Yeah. And then during, we woke up and we wrote and I wrote more in that one weekend than I did for that whole month. Like just because you were like, and it's like accountability. And I've, I tried to do accountability with, meetings with my friends in yeah. chicago just never happened yeah, we never al- get it done also the road was when i was in a relationship was always a really good spot for me to write because i traveled so much mm-hmm. doing stand-up sometimes i was only home four five yeah. six days in a month that when i was home i felt like i had to give all my time to my partner right and that's like still a thing that i have a problem with now that i'm like trying to work on you know that balance, I balance. You mean balance? Yeah. yeah, that I can't. Fuck that! You don't need to. Do that. Well, I don't. I don't <laughs> want every time I get into a relationship to be like, okay, it's like being in a vacation relationship because you're on the road. And yeah, then. that when but I'm why? here, I eat like shit. I don't uh, no, exercise. But isn't it a... I don't meditate. I don't do the things that I need to do. Sure. Because post breakup, like I was just at home in the garage. She was living in the house, and that was like. Oh, you're still together. Yeah. Living together. Yeah. yeah. And that was like one of the most creative, productive times of my life. Yeah. There was a six week run where I wrote 15 new minutes. Are you writing about the relationship stuff yet? I wrote a bunch of breakup stuff and that's what that 15 is. Uh, It's all COVID breakup stuff. Have you done uh, shows where you've done that show and you've been approached by women because of now Uh, they know you're single? I have. I've had two women slide into my DMs. Hell yeah. Yeah. I didn't respond. No? No. Why? Because it hasn't been six months? 
Because it hasn't <laughs> been six months, yeah. Because my therapist wouldn't uh, approve. No, my therapist would probably approve. I don't know. Yeah, my therapist would approve. But you have this situation when, when we go back to shows uh, on the regular, like uh, at least some normalcy, which is coming up. Um, Fingers crossed. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, sometimes it it's already is in, in my book for a lot of ways. But um, I feel like it's going to be a long time before New York or L.A. Or oh, absolutely. Those places are going to be for a while. But um, other places, I think, once you get all the elderly and the first uh, the first front frontline people that are vaccine shots in arms, yeah, I think things are going to open up a little bit. But that being said, when you're back on the road and stuff, you're single now for the first time after shows. Like that doesn't appeal to me. No, no. I mean, I'm not saying go get laid and get fucked up and shit like that, but like. You're going to make connections with people on the road. Oh, yeah. You know, and you, now you don't you, have that. Yeah, guilt. you meet nice. I mean, it happened to me before I met my ex-wife where I, you know, you're at. Yeah, you were like 25. I though. was like 25 yeah. and performing in Toronto and met a nice waitress at a coffee shop I was at, invited her to a show. We hung yeah. out. You know, things like that happened. Okay, but that's different. You were 25. Your brain wasn't even formed yet. You're yeah, thinking with I'm your dick still. Yeah, I'm 37 now. Now you're like past that. Yeah, and I. but also at the same time, like I, I do have such a fear. I've gone this far without anything bad happening to my dick. <laughs> there is a part of me that's just like, I don't want to just fuck some random stranger. Yeah. Like, You know, it's funny, and I have a joke about having a uh, uh, STD scare. Uh, yeah, it ju- I mean, it just happened. Um, same thing with you. It's like, fuck, I went you know, almost 20 years without a scare. Yeah. I mean, I had a scare early on when I was in my twenties, but then, yeah, you know, you're right. There is that. Yeah. There is that aspect of I'm, it. I'm also sober and I don't want to fuck a straight, you know, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's hard really, to, it, it's yeah. hard to like just do one night stands when you're a sober. Yeah. It just, have, unless they're also sober. And it's yeah. Just like, then that I could see that more, but yeah, the idea of just jumping in the sack with somebody I don't really know is, well, there's tough for me right now. I don't know. Maybe I'll. Maybe yeah, who knows? We're change, in Florida. When you, it's no, a land bad, of bad no, decisions. No, thank you. <laughs> what if that? What if like a woman approaches you after shows and stuff while you're in Florida, uh, and uh, they say I've already had COVID and it was a month ago and she's gorgeous and she's like, hey, let's go grab drink. I'm sober. You're sober. I would probably pass right now. It's not. You say, th- let me call my therapist <laughs> really let me quick. Call my therapist. <laughs> Uh, no, right now I would pass. It's not what I, I'm looking not for. Not even a hookup. What if it's just like you? she no. sleeps over, you cuddle, little PG-13. Not right now. Petting. Not what no? I'm focused on. Okay. Right now it's, it was, uh, th- I'm in the period of focus on me. Okay. Yeah. Do you... Um, I, okay, I also don't... like. I know I'm not going to be alone forever, if that makes sense. So I don't feel like I have to get hook up with every sure you know what i mean like i have confidence that someone will love me again yeah what's that like yeah (laughs) what's that confidence like well i'm not a bad person and i know that i know but what what, okay so what i'm a good partner too do you you are i think think so so. i think my i think both of my exes would say that i was a good partner you're 0 for 2 though yeah but that's because i'm a human you know what i mean (laughs) What, do you I, I like to view relationships like golf. If I get one good shot, then I'm great. Yeah. I can miss every other shot, but if I get one good one, well, you did a six year. How long were you married for? For uh, we were to get we were married two and a half together for four and a half. Okay, so six years, seven years is what I'm hearing roughly. Six years was my longest relationship. Okay, yeah. So, 
what I say on the podcast is marriage would work if they were seven-year contracts. Being that <laughs> you renew, there's the pressure, there's the pressure removed of till death do us part, right? A hundred percent. And then, you know, when it's approaching the sixth year, if you guys are both not into it, it's like you just walk away. There's no, you know, there's no remorse. There's no, uh, you know, uh, stigma of a divorce or a failure in a relationship because you you did your contract you did your time yeah that you were allotted to the you've completed your task but if you want to renew then you know the contract year you're gonna fucking step it up you're gonna <laughs> you know a lot more blowjobs and oral whatever it takes to to keep the relationship alive i mean i would hope that's a all the time thing whether <laughs> well i it's mean last year or not more effort year. would go in to a relationship i think if that's it's bullshit a, you should play as hard on your first day as you do <laughs> on your last do you do you do you see that as uh well let me ask you this do you want to get married again do you think that that i i i am open to marriage yeah, yeah. i'm not i'm definitely not uh yeah if i met the right person i would do it but also it it's a weird thing where I'm at an age now where I'm like, well, and in a spot in my career where I'm like, when, who does it make sense to marry me? Yeah. Well, you know who, what I mean? Who like, are you going to marry? I don't, I don't know. I mean, cause, cause I travel, I travel right. so much. Um, you know, some let, you know, before COVID I was on the road, like 40 plus weekends a year. Absolutely. Um, you know, but if things changed in my career and I was more successful, I could be around more for a relationship but also waiting to become more successful is the death of all <laughs> all dreams. What is success going to be now? We don't even know. I mean, for me, success would be able to go out and headline 26 weekends a year making good money. Yeah, to live life. And to live a consistent life where I can buy a place and, you know. Buy your crazy shit that you buy uh, at uh, resale stores and uh, stuff. It, you should see the inside of my trunk right now. It looks, it literally looks like an <laughs> antique shop. <laughs> I've just been on. Oh, the I road. watch you on Instagram. I'm just like every time you do it, I'm like, oh, I wish you were at my parents' house because like I'm cleaning. I'm we're doing an estate sale to clean out their house. Oh no way! And uh, I mean, like I'm like, oh man. And I had a bunch of records I sold online because I sold the, my record player and everything. So you, but you're a music guy. I know, but I just it's just too much space. I don't. Yeah. I don't use record. I'm not a record guy. I'm a huge record guy. I know. I know. But then that's something that's a big part of your life too. They gotta accept your buying all this oh my god yeah what other people would view as garbage a hundred percent you're on the road you have weird hours very weird hours uh, i jokingly used to say that like the best person for a stand-up comedian would be like a sober chef sober chef. Or, sorry not a sober they don't need to be sober like a well, Buddha, for you yeah. like a buddhist chef why because they work the same hours as us they work the holidays they work nights they oh, work buddhist okay well, here's another thing to think. And I always say musicians are good because you have creatives, you have the same hours or yeah. like people in the in the, the arts. Musicians in general don't work as much as we do. No, but they have they understand the hours. They're creatives. Yeah. yeah. They don't work nine to five. So you'll see each other all the time. Like, yeah. That's one thing. Although for me, it's like if I'm going to be in a relationship, I almost want them to be in a nine to five. So. I have my independence, but I, again, I'm different than you. I like being single. I like being alone. Uh, so I'm, I'm not saying that I don't like those things. I don't, I don't know, know, man. You've only, says yeah. different, but, <laughs> but before that I was a single dude for a long time in your what? Early twenties. That doesn't yeah. fucking count, dude. 
Like no? that's no, because your brain's not formed. Like you think about think about when you were like when you were in your early twenties. I watched a stand up set of mine from ten years ago and it was terrifying. It doesn't like, make the sense. The person who I was ten years ago before I got divorced and sober is like just was a mess of a human being. Well, that's a thing. Like the thing about marriage, another thing is you evolve as 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 you grow, right? And yeah. if you are in a marriage, then you're you're a personal growth stifles no matter what people say it's going to stifle at one level or another or you're going to grow into the other person which may be a good thing i'm not saying that but i, I will say that uh i the me needing personal growth is part of what the reason i got divorced uh and then um i grew a lot in the relationship i was i was in last uh in a in so many great ways yeah that because it was a positive of her. because yeah. of her yeah, she was, because I was like, you know, uh, I think when we started dating, I was a two-year sober, maybe a year and a half right. sober. Like, Still up, on the edge. Those are hard the, years, yeah. Yeah, uh, and like a, a mess of a, I just started getting haircuts professionally <laughs> okay. right before I met her. Okay. Like, I had been cutting my own hair for close to 10 years at that oh point. Oh, my God. So she made you more hygiene oriented. Well, I, I, I had gotten my first real haircut, like a big boy, like parted in the side right before in we the met. in your thirties. In my uh, early thirties. Yeah, I was probably 30, 30. 31. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I was living a bit of a Peter Pan life before. Yeah, and I, and I was ready to like. When I got part of why I got married is because I wanted to feel like an adult. You know what I mean? I think. Yeah. Are your parents together? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you do you think that? Well, see, here's another thing I say. Uh, what you're talking about when you're early twenties. When I was in my early twenties, I kept a journal when I was twenty years old. And if it wasn't my handwriting, I wouldn't. I'd be like, "Who is this guy?" Because it's just you're a different person. And then if I was in a relationship, because when I was twenty, all I wanted to do was get married, uh, become a lawyer, work, live in the suburbs, and like go into politics and have like a Porsche and all this crazy. <laughs> the way you're supposed to live your life, have so two kids. So funny to me. The older I get, the less I care about. I'm just like I just you know a, gr- a space a little bit bigger than the garage right. I was just in. Right. Well, then I found comedy and it took over my life. But like, imagine being in a relationship with someone that signed up to be a you know a wife of a of a lawyer in like the suburbs of chicago and all of a sudden i come home like hey babe i'm gonna quit my job and uh be a comedian featuring for now you know like yeah that shit i never would have taken that chance and i wouldn't have been happy i would have been miserable i mean i would have been happy because i'd be doing a lot of cocaine but (laughs) i'd be also like probably dead at 50 yeah yeah yeah, a lot of people bury their sadness and addiction. <laughs> yeah, right? I know a handful of them. So that's, well, that I think, yeah, I think that's something to be said about the personal growth argument. For your situation, it helped you, but. In my I, situation, it helped me a lot, but long term, it probably wasn't going to be sustainable. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, that person had a career of their own that they were trying to figure out, too, which created. You know, you guys were like that L.A. story, that that movie, whatever, with uh, Emma Stone. Steve Martin. No, the no, the one with uh, with they were there was a musical and they become La La Land. La La Land, yeah. Yeah, we just had that. I didn't even see the movie. I'm just using the great movie. (laughs) That's my ex's favorite movie. Oh, really? Yeah. See there. Butter the soundtrack on vinyl. Okay, of course you do. Yeah. Um. Okay. So why, 
why not just embrace being single and experience? I'm not saying go out and like get STDs, but like you can go and meet all these different people. And you travel, you can have like a different uh, relationship. You can have a girl in, in, in <laughs> Mexico, in New Mexico. Yeah, sure. Uh, and I'm, I'm not saying like to get laid or something, but like just, you know, you have like your, you know, I don't know, fucking Arkansas girlfriend or whatever. I mean. Plain devil's advocate. Here, yeah. Here's, I, I think it's the Catholicism in me. Growing up a Catholic kid, the idea of having multiple partners does not appeal to me at all. Those are those are the old days. I know, but well, I, what what is still the unappeal? For me as a person, sure. The idea of uh, if I'm gonna do something, I don't want to do it half-assed. You know what I mean? How do you, okay? Just to play devil's advocate, and for I'm sure. not I'm not a believer in the polyamory thing. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's it's on paper it sounds great, but so does a lot of things. Yeah. Um, what about what they say that a lot of them are like, you know, you have different connections with different people. Yeah, I get that. I know people who are in polyamorous relationships who and they're happy, like real happy and have real cool relationships. Parts of what they say make sense. Like, yeah. I wish I could create my own cult, which is what we're trying to do on this podcast. But like, <laughs> take the pick and the choose. Cult the cult of fucking Paul. <laughs> the cult of like being single forever, but also being like responsible is, and it, not honestly is your goal to be single forever i don't it's not my goal but my goal is also like when people say do you want to get married i always say no but will i get married maybe I, it's not like a goal of mine there's a big difference it's yeah, like that i understand that makes a lot of sense to me that's like being <laughs> you end up getting married great but like it's not something i want to do that's, i just see yeah. the downsides but if i meet someone and after two years they still want to be with me and i want to be with them yeah, I mean, it makes sense if that's what they want to do, or five years, or whatever. I mean, yeah, I'm, I was I'm gonna not, say two. You're kind of rushing into it. I've never gone over two, two years in, my in any relationship. Uh, no, the two is my longest. I've done a few one years. What does your therapist say about it? I stopped going to that crazy asshole. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, you know, when I went to therapy initially, it was after I broke up with what I thought was one of my greatest relationships about nine years ago, and I went to therapy thinking something. I'm like what's wrong how does this end and he's like you're just emotionally immature <laughs> but then i was like oh cool like i thought i was like well maybe i'm watching too much porn or you know all these things that you think and then i and i grew since then i just haven't gone to my therapist because he's not doing in-person stuff you do it over zoom nah, maybe. i don't want to do that shit oh man it's great well i also haven't gone even i stopped going for like four years and then uh, and then i was going to go back and it's just whatever. But yeah, I mean, I think I'm happy during the pandemic. You know, obviously you start reevaluating everything when we're in a quarantine. I was like, fuck, maybe I this yeah. is not what I predicted. Yeah. But then my friends who are married with their kids. Oh, I mean, they were miserable. Kids, people with kids is a totally different story. Nobody at the beginning of the pandemic. Me and my ex were like, this is the greatest. <laughs> yeah, Right. By the end, we were like, you know, yeah. it, it's clearly not working. Well, even people that were in relationships during the quarantine, I would say a lot of them didn't survive the relationship. Yeah, I mean. You're on top of each other. Well, you had some space maybe, but some people were in like a one-bedroom yeah, apartment. Oh, we, yeah, we had a house in Los Angeles. Yeah. I started going for an hour and a half walks by the end. Yeah. Of, you know, you people just are just trying to get, and you, can, I can see it on Instagram. People are like writing stories. I'm like, you're just walking because you want to get the fuck out of your house. Like, don't fucking so, act uh, like also you're. Also, some a, of us want to cut a couple LBs. What's that? Cut, cut a couple pounds. Oh, yeah. No, I get that too. But I mean, there's points where you can see 
like uh, my friends would go for drives and they'd leave me a message being like, I think you've got this right. The whole, <laughs> like, they're like, they would Please be like, tell me the names of those yeah, friends. I can't. I, they're, oh, one of them might be going through a divorce now. But my point is that like those Another same people next that are, podcast guests, <laughs> yeah, step on up. <laughs> the same people that were like, what do you, what do you, you know, grow up? What do you, what, what how does this end? I now get it. That's what I'm saying. Like why, why I'm saying like, I don't, you know, the idea of being alone for a while has its, Real appeals because of the fact that like there are things that I did in my relationship uh, like codependency issues and stuff like that, that I don't want to get in the way of work and my growth and getting better for a while. And I do eventually long term would like to be in a relationship and maybe get married. But short term, I think I still got shit I got to work on. And I know me and the idea of like it's hard. I can't just. Fuck a stranger. Sure. Well, what what is it that you... I got to th- turn it into a, a, a four and a half year relationship. Wait, well, what is it about you that thinks that you need to get, in long term, not short term, that you do need to get married and have... Do you think it's a Catholic no, raising? No, or are you no, really no. just... I just... You I, think you're going to be happier? I... Well, I, I or more I, complete or I don't whatever. know. Maybe I, maybe I won't. But I, I kind of feel like it is... I don't know. There's a part of me that just feels like a relationship guy. Ugh. Okay. Like, well, uh, I don't. Here's the thing. I don't feel like I have to do any of that stuff. Sure. I feel like it is a possibility for me. Well, let me ask you this: being what you've well, you've only been in two. Uh, at any time after you're 18, did you ever have any uh, relations with anyone else other than like for more than a, like a couple weeks? Like any other dating experience other than your? Yeah, I had tons of it. Okay. Yeah, I well, d- there I wasn't a lot of years there, JF. Like, yeah, but I started having sex when I was like thirteen. I started dating. Jesus Christ, yeah. sorry, sorry to brag. <laughs> Jesus, hey, like. flex. My parents <laughs> put condoms in my top drawer. Thirteen, you lost. Holy I shit! I was in a two-year relationship, and the girl, uh, the, my parents thought we were already having sex, so my mom put condoms in my top drawer, and she was like, "Could be used on your wedding night, but they're there if you need them." Told wow. my girlfriend that, and she was like, "Oh yeah, we should start having sex." Holy shit! So I would have never went for it if it wasn't for my mom so (laughs) (laughs) so that's crazy i didn't i didn't lose my i didn't lose my virginia until i was like 18 which like fucked my whole head up because then like i stopped caring about everything else like stopped caring about sports stopped caring about at 13 i lost my virginity and started drinking and then that was my life i started hanging out in bars at like 16 so in new york in new york yeah 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 on staten island so at like 16 i was like having like crazy escapades sure. with like fucking bartenders holy shit and shit and like you know so you got your wild oats out when you were in your yeah teens. and then i went off to college and then i moved to chicago I was right. in chicago for four years and had like some relationships and one night stands and like i did all that you got it out of your system. yeah i well, started early and got a lot of that out of my system do you what is it that you know now if you are going to start dating people or you start meeting people now eventually or after the six months that you know you're not going to do again? Like, is there a situation you're like, all right, or that you just know off the bat, like, I can't date someone that, you know, doesn't believe in the Holocaust or whatever it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a deal. Baby. That's a deal. <laughs> okay. They, got, they have, definitely have, have to, to believe, believe in, in the that ho- yeah. Holocaust happened. Be anti. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And okay. that it was uh, actually the Jews that did the uh, Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> on yeah. themselves. Uh-huh. It was Antifa, actually. It was, it was yeah. all Antifa. Oh, my God. The shit that we're seeing is, is yeah. crazy. 
you guys while we're recording this trump has just been banned from twitter which is the biggest news in the world and my friends who are doing their mental like gymnastics to try to figure this out my friends on the right that are just like losing their mind it's just funny but would you date someone with different political views as you um probably i uh i mean not a lot of people are trump fans like you i mean uh, yeah right (laughs) uh no i mean i am a pretty liberal person yeah it would be pretty hard for me to be with a pretty conservative person. Like if someone doesn't think like gay marriage is a right. Oh, like on social issues and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I would just be like, get the fuck out of my life. Right. You're an idiot. Close like progressive thoughts. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause I mean, if you're fiscally conservative, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I could fuck Mitt Romney. You know what I mean? I love like, Mitt Romney. His Mitt, hair is Mitt, brilliant. Mitt, Mitt Romney <laughs> came up with socialized medicine. He's what <laughs> Obamacare is based off of. Sure. Even sure. though he's Mormon, he's still, yeah. you know pro-gay marriage he's, he's got some uh some Utah dignity. legal weed you yeah. know what i mean like, he's got some smarts no like it's funny because my parents are on the opposite opposite side of the spectrum they're t- together for 55 years four of those were good years for them but like <laughs> and that might be why but no it's just funny because we're so polarized now that people forget you that, know that's what your whole childhood was like well <laughs> they were fighting all the time but that was there were there was there was all kinds of stuff we got a we got a jew and a, and a baha'i which is all another issue but uh no i think that people forget and i know a lot of families that are like that where they're divided and it wasn't so polarizing as it is now. You know, you think of no, you think of the in, elections it's before. It's insane now. Yeah. But the reason it's insane now is because, like... It's just ha- tribalism, a, yeah. It's tribalism. It's a huge part of it. Uh, and then also we have a terrible education system in this country. That's another part Absolutely. of it. That people can't disseminate real from fake news. And th- they've done studies that show that even intelligent people become dumber when they just stick to one side. Oh, their own. P- you're you're the product of the five people you hang around with the most. And I I recently reconnected with an ex, who uh, I haven't spoken to for a couple of years, but she lives in the suburbs, and we just we went out to just catch up because now I have the antibodies, so I'm invincible. But like, she. Uh, Ketchup is such a nice way of putting what you did to that woman. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't. No, I'm just saying now people will come see me. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I didn't do anything. But, well, anyway, the point <laughs> is that um, she's surrounded herself with people that are all, like, after the Black Lives Matter movement, they're all anti, like, they're very far right because they're in the suburbs of wealthy yeah, area of Chicago. Yeah, and and it's like, even being around those people for a small amount of time corrupts your brain. And they're like, well, this is what I heard. I'm like, this is the actual facts and you have to show them stuff. So, but, uh, but they don't believe facts. Well, she's also, reasonable, but be, some people are To aren't. be clear, like, I don't want to make it sound like I'm anti-cop because I'm not. I got no. cops in my family. I, I've represented but, cops for years. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. As a lawyer, you mm-hmm. represented cops. Here's the thing. Right now... Where wh- a cop <laughs> just got killed yesterday? Yeah, it's a it's and a mental. That's what's so funny. How the fuck do you justify that? That's a poor. That dude has his, a family. That yeah, dude has yeah. a, it's fucking. He got hit over the head with a fire extinguisher. Is that really? That's what, what, what that's what the preliminary fake news reports are. But anyway, oh my that God. being said, let's this bring this. Dude. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, do you think that? Uh, well, here one question. Obviously, you you answered the political stuff. What about like education? Do you think? To me, I think that that and, and upbringing, too, has been a part of a relationship to being successful. Not, you know, if you come from a, a middle class family, you got to date middle class or upper class, lower class. Do you think that um, plays a role in it? I don't think so. I think it really is person to person based. 
I mean, you. I think it's a nece- I think it's nice to have a similar level of intelligence. Yeah, for sure. Well, there's different types of intelligence. There's street edu- smarts. Well, like in emotional intelligence, there's street smarts, and then there's people that you know went to community college versus people who went to like Yale. Yeah, know? but also at the same time, I've met people who've gone to community college who are smarter than people I've met. Agree. Who went to Yale. Some of the smartest comedians I know. I'm like, how did you not go to college? You're smarter than me. I dropped I'm, out of three of them. Right. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, or I should that's not that's unfair. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I've been kicked out of two. Dropped out of one. Uh, I we mean, get it. Yeah. You're not that smart in the books in the books department. I, you know what? It's not that I'm not smart in the books department. It's that I didn't know how to um, be a good student when yeah. I was in my early 20s. And I was mostly a boozer. So yeah. I was pretty much just getting fucked up. I was a boozer and I managed to to, to, to get we, a law degree to get a law degree. Yeah. yeah. And drugs. But well, you know, that's not. But. So what are the other things that you learn or what do you think that you is a deal breaker for you in terms of uh, date? Like what if they are big alcohol or boozers or wake and bakers? Do you think uh, that's something? That, that it's not going to work. It's not going to work. What about yeah. pot, though? I Same? don't care if somebody smokes weed or drinks or do wakes you, up every do day. You, do, I mean, if you're waking up every day and smoking weed, it's not going to work for a sober guy. It's probably not going to work. Well, it, that's not going to work for you forever. You're yeah. getting high before you get into your sure. day. That's addiction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what about other other? Uh, you're smoking a joint when you get home from work. God bless you. But if you need to have a joint to go into your day or a drink to go to bed. A drink to go to bed is fine, but if you need a drink to go to the office. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> substance is uh, a big part of that, but there's other addictions too. What about people that are addicted to things that are, their vices aren't, I mean, you know, as uh, I, damaging? I have, I have a problem with social media. Yeah. Because um, it's so much a part of our job, but it's also destroyed my short term attention span where oh, it's, it's difficult the worst. to. You know, do things where I'm not like, what the hell is happening on my phone right now? My what friend John Hastings makes fun of me because I check my likes at red lights. You know what I mean? Oh, I do, yeah. Well, I do the same thing. And if it's I, terrible. And if you don't get something, it like ruins your day if you didn't get like 100 or whatever the number is. Yeah, you're like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck? I mean, yeah. I, and I don't, I try not to think about that stuff. You know what I mean? What if they don't, what if they're, would you want someone that understands that problem that we have with social media or someone that's just like, I'm not on social media? Oh, if someone was not on social media, that's I would the love thing, it. right? Like I would if, be very pro that at I, first I was against that, but now I'm like, they figured this shit out. Yeah. A person who is like, I could give a shit is, you know, yeah. cause that's what I want for myself. I want to just do all that stuff, schedule it at the beginning of the week and walk Never, away. Yeah. That's hard. And not look at it, but it's hard because that's so much a part of like, you know, I tried to hire people to do it because it's like they that they don't know they don't understand. Yeah, it's it, even it, worse. Yeah, because it's like, you know, with everything that's been going on politically in the past three or four days, like I've been three or four years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but really, you know, the <laughs> no, I know the shit that happened with the Capitol. Like, I put out like seven or eight things yesterday, just partially because I couldn't believe what the fuck I was yeah. seeing. Another part of me is like coping is jokes yeah. for me. Right, right now that's our that's our like open mics now yeah. sometimes. Well, what okay? What about comedians? Would you ever date a comedian? My ex-wife's a comedian. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. wow. Okay, yeah. I didn't know you dated Chelsea Handler. Sorry to bother you. Uh, you married? I mean, that's why I'm divorced. <laughs> yeah, I know. One of us is sober. Right. No, but right. Uh, now people are going to Google it. But uh, um, would you do that again? Um. Eh, probably not. Why? 
tell the folks because I tell people uh, I tell comedians not to date other comedians. Yeah, just because of the fact that it's like um, you don't want to take your work home with you all the time. Yeah. Like, granted, my you know everything kind of becomes part of my work because mm-hmm. a lot of my life bleeds into my act. Absolutely. But also at the same time, like you want to be able to have a life. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, in any career. I will never date another lawyer. When I was dating a lawyer, I was like, this is a bad decision. It's They tell you not to fuck where you work. In yeah, don't shit li- where you eat. Yeah, it's just, it's a system, and it's more appropriate in comedy because we're already, A, broken people. A lot of us are. Yeah. And we're competing for the same spot sometimes. And Yeah. And that's another dynamic that's unique, although I'm sure in law firms that they have that same shit too. Yeah, like I think... Um I'm not a hyper competitive person, but I think some people are. And I think when you have two people doing the same thing, uh, people's discount, certain people, if they're unhappy with where they are at the level they're at or things like that, that kind of toxicity can like bleed into your relationship. And then also the, uh, the other, what the other person does, does reflect on you. Yeah, I agree. Well, so who is this miss? J. Harris, J. F. Harris, in ten years, give us an. Ex- what do you picture this person to look like? Oh, give me man. or not physically necessarily, but like, what does she do? Give me like. Uh, I like the idea of somebody who has like a, a spiritual side. Okay, so uh, she's a uh, transcendental meditation teacher. That would be awesome. Okay, uh, has some kind of has a career of their own that they love and care about. Right, very much so. What if she was previously married with three kids? You're okay with that being oh, a stepdad? Yeah, I, I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that's, you know, kind of would be a nice situation because of the fact that, like, you know. You don't want to have kids? I do. I I am pro kids. For your own, not. Of my own. Mm-hmm. And I'm also very much pro adoption and I'm also very much pro foster care system. Gotcha. But wow. you got to be around for kids. Yeah. How are so, you going to do that? It's got to be when you're done with your. When you're already successful and you're... Yeah, when, like, things have settled in. You know what I mean? Which, who the fuck knows? That might be in two years. That might be in ten years. The way comedy... You know, I'm hoping I'm not marrying at 55 just getting successful. But also, if that's the case, that's what it is. Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he seems like a pretty happy guy now. Uh, Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, He's had some dumb Terrible shit has happened to him. Yeah, absolutely. But... Well... We're out of time, JF. Are we? Yeah, we are. Uh, like we went I over been cracking more dick jokes. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm disappointed in you. To be honest, I thought you'd be coming on here crying and saying, "Paul, you're right. Like marriage is an outdated institution and dating is bad." But I mean, you're just a, you're just who get a, married live longer. Eh, is that they? not statistically true? Would you rather live longer and be like it's like be eating miserable. a salad? Like every day, if you eat a salad. And never eat a burger. Do you know who Bill Cunningham is? No. Uh, he's a famous New York Times fashion photographer. There's like two documentaries about him. They're both on Amazon. You can watch them for free. He's this incredible man who loved what he did and lived to a really old age and worked till he was really old. And there's part of me that really likes the idea of that. What, he was a very healthy eater and shit? Uh, he rode his bike everywhere to take photos. He was super active. He loved what he do, did, was super passionate, was very humble. Then there's a part of me that's like, okay, he was also like a super closeted gay guy who was unhappy and never had like a partner and got married. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like... Th- but he lived longer than all these married fucks that you're talking about. I mean, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the answer. 
Well, we're I, not going to solve the answer tonight. I, I think there's pros and cons to both. But also, my my favorite, one of my favorite jokes ever was like Ted Alexandro had this joke where he was like, I'm 40 years old, never been married, don't have any kids. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm butchering the joke. There was one yeah, I get line, it. but you know, he. Oh, he's the best. No, he's I, one of the best. And it's one of his Letterman jokes and it's sets. And it was I first time I heard him do that joke in person. The room exploded in a way I've never heard. Ted also now is married yeah. and has a kid. And I've never seen him happier in my life. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's like constantly. It's a different beaming. happiness. Look, it, I, it is maybe I'm missing happiness. something. And maybe that's what that's what's what I've these holes that I'm trying to. to yeah. To to plug in my life maybe that's what it takes but i mean i hang out with my, i'm here in florida with my nieces and nephew but after like two hours i'm like i just need to get the fuck home to check my instagram like yeah. i don't want to i want to play hide and seek with them so i can hide for a minute and check my <laughs> social media you know what i mean like that's what i do and i love them i love hanging out with them but i love that i get to go home and sleep yeah, my sister has three kids, and they're three boys, and they're all they're Irish triplets, and it does not look easy. No, my brother's always But I tired. took them into the city and bought them jean jackets for Christmas yeah. and got them all embroidered. The cool and it was like the funnest time ever. Yeah. That's the way to do it if you want kids, but, you know, teach just it some. Just borrow, other people's, borrow kids, other people's kids. Spoil them for yeah. a little bit. And then take them walk away. Bullshit. Buy them drum sets so your friend or your, your sister has to fucking deal Get with the divorced. noise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ruin everyone's life jeff where can uh where can people find out more about you what's at, your best at the jf harris jf is the initial the jf harris the jf harris on instagram on twitter instagram is the best place to follow me yeah uh or people can go to my website jfharris.com yeah but follow me on the gram right now i, I post slide like, into his dms yeah i post two or three videos a week lots of tweets. that's it you gotta do more than that bro two or three yeah how many videos a week should I be posting? I have one at least popping every day. Oh, oh, you, oh! I thought you meant. I'm talking about stories. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I put yeah up you do a lot of clips, good stand-up like clips. Like two or three. That's a lot. Stand-up clips a week. I put up uh, at least two or three like jokes a week. I put up no, stories good. all the time. It's a good that follow. Are, that are jokes related yeah. to usually the things I like, like men's fashion, records. Fashion's a. That's a loose term here well i'm usually <laughs> making fun of things that i think are ridiculous in fashion all right jf always a pleasure glad that you're blast. single thank you buddy we gotta get you on the make us a mixtape podcast too with your music stuff oh please that's the, that's the most me podcast we gotta do that in live or we'll, maybe when marty and i are in a room we'll get that done but thank you all for listening uh to another edition of singles only subscribe like us tell your friends check out our sponsors before I succumbed to the pressures of getting Netflix and Hulu, I was an avid reader. I still am, but I'm behind on my books. I used to read a bunch of books, mostly memoirs, biographies, uh, nonfiction stuff. And uh, as you all know, one of my favorite books is uh, Perfect Pain by Param Parasaran, a good friend of mine. Uh, it's an awesome memoir about, and it's a true story um, about how he fled Iran as a child and uh, lived up this perfect life that we all uh, are sold um, as a multimillionaire uh, successful businessman. But he had uh, underlying pain and issues that he had not resolved. And this is what he did on his journey. It's an amazing book. Um, I, I can't 
tell you how awesome it is. If you haven't read it already, I strongly recommend it. And and I still have some free books to give away too. So for you listeners, subscribers, if you give us a five-star review, I will send you a free book. I've got about seven left right now. Um, and uh, it's, it's a great book, perfectpain.com, available on Amazon. It has been discounted uh, because he wants to get rid of his batch of books perfectpain.com or go to Amazon, get the book. And if you've read the book already, give them a review too. Um, we want to give them the far of our bump. Um, perfectpain.com by Param Parastron um, or message me and I can maybe send you a book for the right price for free. No, I'm just kidding. Perfectpain.com. But I'm still standing.